Welcome to the Intro Deserve Pod. Here we go. We have a good one for you guys today. Today I'm with my good friend John Kaplan. Um, in case you hear the bias in his voice, we are both lifelong Cowboys fans. Um, so today, or tomorrow, depending on when you're listening, is the start of the NFL season. So we had to get this pod in for you guys, and today we discuss a bunch of topics, including OBJ and Poopgate. This one's a little rated R and explicit. Um, next is Kansas City versus Houston, the first game of the season. We got some over/under, some betting odds, who wins the game, and then we go over our fantasy lineups, who to start, who to sit, and we talk about all things Cowboys. And then we finish it off with our top ten fantasy running back rankings. Um, you can find John on Instagram at jkaplan2 and on Twitter. At um, Johnny K, I I on Twitter. Um, buckle up and enjoy the ride. And then at the end of the podcast, I do a quick daily fantasy sports minute with at Lynchy DFS with uh, Ryan Lynch, and we talk about daily fantasy sports and what to look for this week and all that stuff. So it's a good one. Um, enjoy it. It's pretty funny. And uh, here we go. So tell me, what is your opinion on on the whole OBJ situation? Reg, I just got some shit I got to get off my chest here. <laughs> um, all right. First of all, uh, questionable source. I mean, I don't know how reliable oh, yeah. these three broads are. They're not at um, all, right? I really, I genuinely have no idea. Um, I watched the video yesterday, and I... Uh, I mean, the shock factor was there. Um, mm-hmm. I was the shook. boom factor was there. I was just mm-hmm. like, what in the F is going on right now? It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. I was questioning if I was delusional or what. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, first of all, I mean, like, does OBJ just call these women out? She was like, yeah, I didn't get a call back because I couldn't shit. Like, what? <laughs> like, that makes no sense. I think what happened was – Odell probably did this girl dirty, probably smashed and like didn't call her back. And now she's salty about it and wants to say some scandalous stuff about him. Or it's true. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. But either way, I mean, wild. I've, I've got some pretty weird friends, but like none of my friends would ever <laughs> venture into that category. Do you just have to make like $30 million a year to like have your, like having your chest shit on? I, I don't yeah. really. I don't I think get so. it. And I heard he's, he's got like a cleanup kit in the bathroom with like hydrogen said. peroxide. <laughs> it's just like, but you come would, on, you, man. You would think if you're into that, that you wouldn't even want a cleanup kit. You want it dirty and nasty as you can get it. You know what I mean? See, I'm a little, I'm a little OCD. I'm, I, I would probably <laughs> have like a full disinfectant kit. Then why even, the why even want to get shit on if you're going to disinfect it? It's, it's a dirty game. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's I what mean, you sign up for. Ri- <laughs> high risk, no reward whatsoever. Zero reward. Yeah. And then <laughs> she said that she, that Odell wanted her to, to send her a video of her pooping. Like she was like doing the whole selfie thing and like yeah. watching him, yeah. watching her poop. See, and, and like not saying like, like me and my wife used to like share shitting videos and that never turned me on, but I could see like a video it, I couldn't see it, but like a video of a girl shitting and trying to make it sexy is like 
1,000 levels different than actually getting shit on. Like that to me is just, oh, yeah. um, that, that they're, they're, incom- they're not incomparable, but like you can't really measure up to actually getting shit on them. What if the girl yeah. had like some Mexican the night before and just a exactly. blowout or like, here's what like no one's talking about. Shits? Yeah. Here's what no one's talking about. Me. There's a, there's a smell, the smell factor. Yeah. Is like what's up with that? Like you you get pooped on is one thing, but like you have to smell it. You're there. It's all up in your nose. Like that's for a repulsive smell. <laughs> so not only do you like the poop on your chest, but then this the whole smell factor. You have to like the smell. If and that's what you're into. As a nurse, uh, I can bring a solid point to the table. There are very different, distinctly different smells. Like my diabetic patients, word up mm-hmm. to the diabetics um like it literally smells like shitty skittles like you know it's got that mm-hmm. fructose smell but then the c diff you know it just really the c diff, just that really kind of fruity that a little pungent bit. like just just sharpness i was gonna know? say it's like and a like, sharp it's like a almost yeah. like a it's almost like a tangy citrusy sharpness it's, to yeah, it it's like it kind of smells like shit you know but like and, like uh, <laughs> like dipped in like grapefruit juice maybe or something you know what i mean yeah, a little bitter. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then, uh, I mean, like, do they have a preference? You know, do they like to lather it up like lotion? Or do yeah. they want that that foot long, like, to just go down their chest like a tie? Like, a butt, like... These what, are the questions is, we need you, to be asking. OBJ, you need to answer these questions. I know you're mm-hmm. never going to listen to this podcast, but if you do, <laughs> hit me up. Mm-hmm. Hit me up. Instagram handle at JohnnyK2, I think. So mm-hmm. there you go i think there you go me. i'm all over the place <laughs> just find me kid. it's all over the web that's the question like what kind of consistency is like sexy is it the runny stuff it, that people like is it the solid chunks right. what's the deal here's here's the uh real question mm-hmm. in in the wild world where you liked being shit on Mm-hmm. What would you like? Would you do you think you would like the watery <laughs> like the blowout just like mm-hmm, blow. watery <laughs> consistency mm-hmm. or a little bit in between or like straight solid? Okay. Well, first of all, I'm gonna answer the question and then you answer the question. Uh, um, I already have mine. Perfect. I'm I'm definitely sure that you did. Um in this <laughs> hypothetical world where I enjoy getting pooped on. I would probably, I would go like solid, like as solid as it gets. I don't want anything running, dripping down on me in the bed. It's got to be like a solid consistency, like, okay, like bloop, and it's there. It doesn't move. It is what it is. It's an easy cleanup, but that's me. All right, and and also, would you want it to just like come right out, or would you want it to like inch out, like you know, like Groundhog Day <laughs> or something? Again, this is all hypothetical. <laughs> right, 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 right. But um, I don't know. Maybe slower might seem sexier, but like, I'd want it to finish as soon as possible. Like, get in, get but, out, finish it up, clean it up. I'm out. But in you a hypothetical I mean? world, you like that. But I like right? it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so as slow as possible, like the, like an inchworm inchworm situation. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with you on the consistency, the solid, but I I don't know if I'd want it so solid to the point where it didn't stick a little bit because like <laughs> we're like we're in bag, you know, and I and and here's I have another question. Uh, remind me to come back okay. to that. But like 
I wouldn't want it to just like roll off my chest into my bed. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, if you're no, shooting it's gotta on be all shit on, you. on me. Yes. So like, it's gotta be if on it's you. too solid, if it's too solid, then it would just roll off of my chest into the it's bed. Got the roll factor. Mm-hmm. And I'm not about that. I'm not about that. I mean, I, I can own dogs for that, you know. And my dogs will never shit on my chest because they'll get their ass kicked. So, <laughs> like. I'd want it to stick a little bit. I want it to, you know, look fresh, like a like a skinny tux tie, like the mm-hmm. skinny black tie, but brown preferably because <laughs> black shit is no good. It means you yeah. too much iron or you're bleeding. Yeah, you're um, bleeding. That, that's a whole nother problem. Yeah. So then how long how long do you leave it on your chest? Like if you like it, you enjoy it. How long do you just leave it there? Like what do you do afterward once it's once it's done? Yeah, like do you like take pictures with it? Like I, I don't really know. I have a lot of questions. Um which leads me to my next question. Is that pre or post sex? Mm, good question. Is it like, damn, I just nutted in you girl and that shit on my chest? Or is it like, mm. eh, the head was good. I went down on you. <laughs> it tastes great. But I need something more. I need a little I need more. The, I need that topping. That dessert. Give me that shit, girl. Let me, let me get that brown sugar. Put it on my chest. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I Once think again, just, there's just so many things that we will never know. OBJ, we have so many questions, yeah, dude. If, I and mean, hey, if, if he wants to join the podcast and give us a call on Zoom and we can figure all this out for the people, not for us. you know. My me, Instagram like handle, OBJ, is at jkaplan2, the number two. Uh, mm, just hit me go. up, dude. What about Make Twitter? Make it happen. What's your Twitter? Uh, that one actually is the one that I was thinking of first. I don't. I'm not. My Twitter game's kind of weak, but that one is at Johnny K, and then I I like the uh, the suffix too. Like like Johnny K the second. Exactly. Yes. Got it. Got it. So yeah, I mean, hey, if he wants to answer us, no judgment at all. No judgment. We just want a, a lot of, of judgment. No, you know a whole I mean? lot of judgment. A lot of judgment. But um, also, did you see? <laughs> Let's. <laughs> did you see what he posted? <laughs> oh yeah, that was funny. What did he say? Like he goes. Like, he goes. Like, no matter what, what kind of shit. My pivot. No matter what shit's thrown my way, like oh, do you yeah. think? That's a savage response. Is that response. him owning it? Is that yeah, him hell it? yeah. I love yeah. it, dude. That's such a power move. If you're going to love to be shit move. on, don't, don't circle back and deny it. Be like, yeah. no matter what shit's thrown my way, loose, solid, no matter seeded, what, fructose, whatever you got, you can't, I'm still going to have a subpar performance fantasy-wise and disappoint <laughs> my fantasy owners. There we go. I, yeah, I love the response. I think you you got to be who you are. No matter what you're into, what you like, be who you are and own it. And that's what you did. I respect it. Oh, man. I was going to drop the Drake line too, man. Just own it. Own it. Hey. Yo, I All really right. like your background right now. For the people who can't see um, on the podcast, he has a Dallas Cowboys background with the football. He's got the stash going. He's got the Cowboys hat. This is Mr. The Cowboy. school hat. Old school. You are ready for the season. Are you ready for this Cowboys season? Yeah, I'm still trying to get over that Stars loss last night, but um, and the Rangers sucking and the Mavericks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so the Cowboys are really my only hope right now, to be completely mm-hmm. honest. Um, Do you think, like me, that the Cowboys are going to go 16 and 0? Because I did. <laughs> We're going undefeated. <laughs> okay. We're going undefeated. Um, Mike McCarthy. No. 
We got the best offense in the league. Let's go. I would say we have a top three to we have a top three to five offense on paper in the, in the league. Mike McCarthy has officially never gone undefeated in his career, so that's not <laughs> a validating point. And um, I do not think we're going undefeated. I love your enthusiasm, but I hey. think that I think that like with the uh, strength of schedule that we have, we have I think top five in the league, which. So like NFL just shits down on our throat all the time. Like uh, they always give us a tough schedule, and maybe that's because we're finishing one or two. This is the easy Generally, schedule, right? We have. Mm-mm. No. But, I think, but here's the thing, though: the the whole strength of schedule stuff. It doesn't ever make sense because the teams aren't the same team year to year. Like some teams that are playoff teams last year aren't playoff teams this year, and vice versa. Like it makes sense if we played a year ago, but like, it's, it's always kind of random, no matter what your strength of schedule is. You don't really know the strength until the end of the season. That goes both ways. So, I mean, like, uh, like a team like the Buccaneers last season wouldn't have contributed to strength of schedule. And if that gets attributed to this season, then it's kind exactly. of under undershooting, but a team like, I don't know, um, like, the, like maybe even the Patriots, you know, are they as yeah. good as they were last year? Who knows? Yeah, so Not a chance. so yeah, I think the Cowboys are in good shape. Um, I think if we get Earl Thomas, boy, poof, it'll be a wrap, and I think we will. What I got, I got. What's sources. up with the Brandon Carr signing? I, I mean, it's like speaking of OBJ, Brandon Carr got shit on by OBJ in that Giants matchup. Like, no, that was like, when he, he was caught the, the pass. The famous that catch was, was on Brandon yeah. Carr. Yeah. But, and I mean, but, don't get me wrong. But Carr was a solid – he was a good starter for us. He was like – he wasn't great, but he was like I an average, solid – yeah, he got paid a lot. He was like the Shinsu Chu of the Dallas Cowboys. Like, <laughs> Shinsu Chu is not worth $20 million a year, but he was a, he's a solid player for the Rangers. I mean, that's a whole nother topic, though. We're not talking about that. But yeah, um, I think that uh, – I think he could contribute, and I think that if he could – translate to safety it could give us a good veteran presence at at the position because i'm pretty did he play some safety for baltimore or was he strictly mm, a corner no i think he's been strictly a corner his whole career but he, he okay. gives us good depth Maybe that's you a know bad idea. he's like 34 35 which is like it's i could fine see an earl thomas third, fourth. yeah but earl thomas has I could to come see, i could see that coming after week one so we didn't have to guarantee an entire full year's contract I think that's what's happening. I think they're going to sign him, like, on Monday. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right after the <laughs> like game? Right after the game. We have to, especially because we cut Clinton Dix. And then – There's a Xavier, reason for that. Exactly. Like, you don't yeah. cut a guy and then don't sign anyone else to put, like – even for, like, depth. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just have a, an empty spot as a backup safety. And then Xavier Woods is, like, kind of banged up. He's going to play, but – He's not 100%. He, yeah, but he balls. He balls, so. He's good. I think um, we, need, we need Thomas. We've got uh, – who else? Thompson, and then um, who's the other mm-hmm. one they like? Uh, there was somebody that was on the practice squad, worked his way up. But um, we have we have two decent safeties, and then I think his name uh, – we drafted him in the fourth round uh, this year from, I want to oh. say, San Diego State. So um, not – it's not Diggs. Diggs is the corner. Yeah, no, definitely not Diggs. He'll be starting. Um, and then we got um, be, Reggie Robinson, maybe. That's that's exactly who it is. It's Reggie Robinson from 
I want to say Tulsa. Uh, Tulsa, yeah. He came. From, he was from Tulsa. Um, there was a lot of buzz that we were actually drafting him as a safety, even though uh, he was listed as a corner for the draft. So <clears throat> you see a <clears throat> excuse me. You see a lot of versatility nowadays uh, with these position players coming up. Yeah. And I mean, you're seeing a lot like of safety transition to linebacker, cornerback transitioning to safety. Um, anything I could see happen. them being we, good. I could see them being good, but like, are they good enough for like a Super Bowl deep run starters in the NFL? You know what I mean? Like they're rookies, and I'm sure they're gonna be decent. But like, we need like a win now type of player. I feel like. Yeah, I think I think Diggs has the potential to um, really shock a lot of people. I think uh, nobody's talking about him as a shutdown corner. In my mind, we personally got uh, three first-round picks uh, in rounds one, two, and three. You know, you go C.D. Lamb, and then um, you go Diggs, and then you go uh, Neville at defensive tackle. Mm -hmm. Neville Gallmore, I think his name is. Um, Mm -hmm. But – uh, pre-draft, I mean, they were all graded as first-round talents, and yeah. um, while we didn't have a glaring need at wide receiver, for once in our life, we went best available as exactly. opposed to just addressing a need and overshooting on a prospect. Exactly. Um, Here's the thing. Here's what I don't like about the um, drafting for needs is because the draft is so, like, like you're not always guaranteed to have a good draft. Like, you can pick someone who grades well and you think is going to be good, but if you draft for a need and they're a bust, then you have a huge gaping hole in your in your team. You know what I mean? So, like, go with best available. Go with the guy who's a sure thing. So that's why I like the C.D. Lamb pick because he's a sure thing. We didn't really need a receiver, but if Cooper gets hurt, you know what I mean, which he's been kind of injury prone, like, we have a guy yeah. who's going to be a star. It's better doing that than get, like, a guy at a position we need and then he ends up being a bust and then we're kind of fucked. Here's my bold prediction is that Diggs ends up being a markedly better corner than Byron Jones. That's bold. Because Byron Jones was a really, really – he was a pro bowler. I mean, he didn't get – his problem was he didn't get picks. But he, he would shut guys down. He just wouldn't get any interceptions. But Yeah, okay. and I, I mean, I, that. I, I think a lot of that comes from hype, you know, like – quarterbacks come into the game knowing not to even look his way. So, I mean, if you look at his target share, I mean, he wasn't getting targeted a lot. And does that, I mean, that's more than likely because he is in good coverage, but I mean, I will never forget Byron Jones's number because a lot of times I saw him chasing, you know, and he, Mm -hmm. is he a, top 15 cornerback in the league yes but is he a top five no he's not he is not yeah and he got paid like he was until this whole uh Jalen Ramsey uh contract that blew up this morning um which was unreal um until that I mean I think he was the top paid or like close to the top paid corner in the league and Mm -hmm. uh if you think back to like Revis Island days like I hated Revis, but like in his prime, he's the beast. He didn't. He was. He was he everyone. unreal, unreal man. Like he just, you couldn't, you couldn't throw to him. And uh, or um, Richard Sherman is another one that 
I will live and die by. Uh, he's a little bit past his prime now, but the dude is a ball hawk. He's intense. He's mm-hmm. quick. He's got hands. And one thing that I really like about Diggs is that he's always con- – because his brother, I mean, is a wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, he's got um, Which, when we get to our fantasy section, I'll tell you where I value Stefan Diggs. Um, but uh, he's always, always – placed value on his hands and and i've been reading um a lot of articles about that as well as is him concentrating on not only being a ball hawk but being able to secure that because i mean when change of possession turnovers that is what brings you super bowls it does you, you that's the difference is you, you gotta you get picks you gotta get turnovers team, right you don't have to hold a team to 10 points because we're gonna put up an average i would say we're probably a uh, uh, I think we'd have, we'll average 24 to 27 a game, to be honest. Um, mm. I think that uh, Cowboys have never really blown anybody out. Uh, we always kind of play down to the level of our competition, i.e. the Miami Jason Dolphins Garrett. game. Yeah, so, oh, I mean, yeah. there's a lot to be seen there. I mean, I, I, I don't buy the hype with Kellen Moore as much as everybody else does. <laughs> um, I really don't. I think his play calling is horrendous. Um, yeah, I, look, and, I, yeah, that's the thing about Kellen Moore. I was kind of – I was kind of I don't like I don't know like on the good games it looked like his play calling was like elite like when we were mm-hmm. like I'm um, blowing out teams like 50 to whatever like it looked like okay he's like he knows what he's doing but then the bad games where like we'd get like five points or whatever it's like does he even know what he's doing like how how do you go from like having amazing games versus crappy teams and then we play good teams and then you can't even put three points on the board so I don't know. Here's here's my uh, like biggest thing that I'm going to be looking for uh, week one against Rams and moving forward is first half points. Um, last year, I I had I, I used to, I, I used to have this stat in my head, but we were atrociously awful. Like two different terms for like horrible used as an adjective and like two different adjectives needed for that descriptor because we were so bad in the first half. And then Mm. like key example um, against the green Bay Packers, we go down 24, nothing in the first half, you know, and then we're, we're put behind an eight ball and everybody wonders why Dak threw for, over 4,000 yards last year. And I'm just like, is it, and that's another story. I mean, Dak's, Dak's really good, but is he great? That's yet to be seen, you know, like exactly. is, is, is Deshaun Watson good? Really good. Yes. Is he great? That, that remains to be seen. Uh, is Patrick Mahomes really good? Yes. Is he great? Yes. Yes. And yes, you know, so it's like, um, I think that first half points are going to make a huge difference. I think that mm. takeaways are going to make a huge difference. That's what we need. And uh, that's the difference between like a depth. Yeah, I think it's it's takeaways and scoring first half points. That's the difference between like a eight and eight wild card team versus a team going to the NFC Championship, possibly Super Bowl. Do you think eight and eight is good enough to make a wild card in the NFC this year? I think it is now just because just with the extra playoff spot that, that, that they're doing now. Oh, I, I forgot eight about eight, that. So yeah, 8 and 8 might get you in. Like, it might get you in the back door, yeah. Let's, but let's, I'm, let's, uh, let's I'm not shooting for that. Real quick. What do you mean? Think about – I mean, the NFC North, 
you've got Green Bay and Minnesota that are locks. Uh, maybe not even Green Bay this year, just because Lazard and um, Adams are their wide receivers with no tight mm-hmm. end. And but Aaron Jones is uh, another thing we'll get to later He's a beast, with yeah. running backs. <clears throat> but um, I don't think but he has it, enough help. But is even Minnesota a lock? I'm not sure about the Vikings. I mean, they they've been good. They've had a good defense, but. I could see Kirk Cousins losing, going seven to nine. Losing Stephon Diggs is going to be huge for them, so it's yeah. going to it's going to be interesting to see who steps up in the number two role. Do you who is their number two wide receiver now? Mm, Did they pick anybody? I have up? no idea. I think they might have drafted somebody, but I'm not sure. I know Thielen's there, but I had Thielen in fantasy last year, and he was a bum. So well, he got hurt. He got yeah. Hurt. He got he got he got uh, hurt. He did. He did. I, and he but, played hurt as well, so I but, I have I have Thielen and argue questionably my top ten, definitely top fifteen uh, wide receivers in the league. For the only sure. thing with that is that it makes it harder for him if he's the number one and they double him. You know, what I mean, when you had Diggs, you couldn't really double either one of them, so they both had a lot of targets and stuff. But if Thielen gets doubled, is he good enough to be like a number one, number one? You know, we'll see. I have a. I have a very serious question. Um, who is beside Johnson? Because that is their second starter at wide receiver. So wow. with that being said, I will go ahead and agree that they are not a lock. So um, I don't know. Maybe 8-8 eight eight is good enough because you've got the Eagles that aren't looking healthy right now. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean, the, the Giants could always make noise, but it's just a matter of them pulling their heads out of their asses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have one of the better offenses in the league. Um, I think the Cowboys make the playoffs this year, and um, I'm 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 pretty big realist with the Cowboys. I'm not I'm not ever saying because you've had your heart broken so many times. I get it. Oh I get it. Gosh, I'm there dude. every so time. So many lo- lonely nights. <laughs> me me and. Me and Pearl, Pearl's cowering in the corner because I was screaming mm. all night. Like you know, like last year, dude. Like- last year, Pearl is John's amazing people. Um, last year, I was so devastated by the Cowboys play. Like, if we would have beat the Jets, we would have made the playoffs. I heard you talking to that with uh, you know what uh, I mean? with JJ like, about what, that. Like, what the heck? That's all we need to do is beat yeah. the freaking Jets with the mono quarterback. If we would have made the playoffs. We came and do that. And basically, like our last every, yeah. Go ahead. Every team has their best week against Dallas. They do. I just I I really feel that way, and maybe that might be a homer statement. That might be a bias statement, <laughs> but the Jets played out of their minds against yeah, us. Yeah, they were Jamal like on four. Jamal Adams, shout out to OBJ, shit down our throat mm-hmm, down that throat. week, dude, mm-hmm. and it was it was embarrassing. It was. Uh, one of my uh, one of my lower moments as a Cowboys fan that I can remember yeah. because that should not have been even remotely close. Our field goal kicking was awful. Our special teams coverage was awful. They were getting 35 yards on every return. I'm just like, why are we still kicking it to them? Yeah. You can tell it affected me because I'm still dropping stats. You're right still now. talking like, about I, it. Yeah. I yeah, man. And, and it's here's not the other even thing. Like Levy, um... Here's the other thing. Week 16. Which is a basically a de facto playoff game for us. We win and we're in versus against the Eagles, and people are like, "Oh, all we got to do is make the playoffs. All we got to make is make the playoffs, and we can make a run." 
That's basically what a playoff score, game. Like thirteen points. Like not even. Like we can't even beat the Eagles in a playoff with game a to make the playoffs. Backfield with a depleted, with the divi- like their yeah. second team defense too, dude. Like there's no, there's no. After beating them like thirty-eight to seventeen earlier in the season, mm-hmm. uh, with both teams healthy. So I mean, like it's that, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like you can't we, even say if we can make the playoffs, we would have a shot because that was a playoff game and they blew it. And Dak played that crap. It was. So, oh, like, but it hey, just, but it just, but hey, we played really great against Washington in Week 17. Yeah, it's like come on, this is such a joke. Like win a freaking a game that you need. This is a playoff game. Go all out, and they couldn't even score like 10 points. Like, and then and then yeah, Dak was, wants 40 million. It's like, I get it, but then come on. You right, know? that's where we're. I think that's where most Cowboys fans stand in in regards to. I, I get market value, but that's market value for elite quarterbacks. Yeah, I say we just keep I mean, franchising him until we have to sign him, because then we can just see if like he, if he balls out. If he if we win the Super Bowl, pay him whatever he wants. Pay him sixty million a year for all I care. But at least you got to at least make the NFC Championship. Ryan Fitzpatrick is about to pass Troy Aikman on the all-time passing yards in the NFL record. But we're not calling Ryan Fitzpatrick elite, but Troy Aikman is. Exactly. So anybody can anybody can toss up 4,000, 4,000, not anybody, but I mean, it's, it's, you have it, to makes win. It, it makes it a whole lot easier when you're down 20 points after the mm-hmm. first half, you know, you're, 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 you become one dimensional. And then, exactly. and then that's why Zeke's getting all this, all of this, uh, you know, they're, everybody's, like, saying Zeke isn't this, Zeke isn't that. The man has averaged over four yards of carry since being in the league, and um, you can you can fact-check me on this. I believe that uh, when he uh, – other than the season that he um, got suspended for the first six games, I believe he – his per-game average still leads the league at, like – and it's over 100, and it's it's – it's remarkable to me that people will just are well. No, it's not because everybody hates the Cowboys, and then, I'm, and I'm sorry. The most if you ain't hated. got haters, if you ain't got haters, you're not doing something right. You feel me? So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but watch out for Zeke to lead the league in rushing this year. Um, also, watch out for Zeke <laughs> to get a lot more targets out of the backfield. If you look at his first two seasons. Um, he was averaging like 35 to 30, 40 targets uh, uh, catching out of the backfield. And um, that was one of his biggest things that made him top 10 to top five draft talent was how good his teams were. Um, but over the last two seasons, he's probably averaged about in this and hopefully I can hit a move target this year. Um, and I think if we can get, if we can target Zeke a hundred times out of the backfield, I think his career catch percentage is like 77 to 79, which is just short of Kamara's who is an elite pass catcher out of the backfield. And, um, I think that, that the small sample size in comparison to Kamara will also contribute to him being a lesser quote unquote catcher. Sorry, I was I was mm, jumping down. Johnny K dropping fast. Facebook. Yeah, man. So Johnny I was K really I was is spitting fire right now. Oof. I was really I was really getting after this guy, but I mean like Kamara Good. averages a hundred targets a season when when really I mean we're we're not getting Zeke the ball enough out of the backfield. We're you know, not you can run. And here's another problem with, with Moore that 
I can't stand is that Zeke is on first down. It's like guaranteed Zeke's getting the ball. Like they don't mix it up. Yeah. It's like like seventy percent of the first down plays are runs, and everyone knew it. And Zeke's still putting up good numbers when everyone knows he's running on first down every single time. So the we fact that he average. can still get those yards is amazing. And Kellen Moore's, you know, his crappy play calling is costing us yardage because we we start every single drive like with like second and nine, you know, because everyone knows that we're going to run it on first down. We would average twelve to fifteen yards a play on first down if we would run play action pass. Yeah, seriously. Legit. Mix it up, Kellen. Come on. Yeah. The fucking Boise State. We Jeez. are obsessed with Boise State. You ever right. realize that? Demarcus Lawrence went there, Boise right? Uh, Vander Esch? Yeah, and there's, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure um, we've drafted some uh, uh, other than Vander Esch, there were some notable draft picks. Um, from Boise State, I, I I don't I don't know what the deal is. Uh, where did Damien Williams go to? Um, did Damien Williams come from Boise? I don't I don't remember. But Damien Williams, that's also another point we're going to touch on because uh, the Chiefs just have like all of our old linebackers, Hitchens, Damien Williams. They just like our sloppy seconds. But um, and, and that's and why they win the Super Bowls the now. And we're but not. those are two linebackers that I did not want to let go, you know, but we weren't in a position salary cap wise to hold on to them. But anyways, um, I, I, I think that eight and eight, um, I don't think eight and eight gets us in. I think nine and no. seven gets us in a wild card. I think that 11 and four comfortably wins the di- or 11 and five, excuse me, comfortably wins the division. Mm-hmm. And I think our cap, our peak would be a 12 and four season. That's, that's our, that's our really? potential. Yeah, you. I mean, just. I mean, let me let me look at this schedule here. I think we're going twelve and four. Honestly, I think we're a twelve and four team right now. Especially for Earl Thomas. I I don't think Earl Thomas. I don't think Earl Thomas will make that much of a difference. You know, I think that he would help us, but I don't think that that he's not a pivotal point for me. If we get him, great. If we don't, great. Really, Um, but I think I think our offense is going to be really good i think we're going to outscore a lot of teams i don't know about our defense but i think we can put up 35 if we need to you know what i mean so, with our so, receivers and zeke and dak dak might have an mvp year i think blake jarwin's so, gonna have a, the big year so do i absolutely uh week one we're at the rams and then we go home we got the falcons then we're at the seahawks those are um all three playoff caliber teams uh falcons with todd Gurley, um and uh i mean they lost austin hooper but they gained hayden Hurst. you know so i mean mm-hmm. they're they're not losing much at the tight end position they've got a top three uh three to five wide receiver corps over there um with ridley and julio jones matty ice i mean he likes to go up 28 to three so you know they can score some points <laughs> sometimes uh the rams uh Speaking of Todd Gurley, they're going to be. There's a big question mark at uh, running back for them. Yeah, which huge. If you want to, if you want to get into the Cowboys Rams matchup, we can. Um, but then we've got the Seahawks, and then we've got the Browns at home, and then uh, Giants, which should be an easy win on paper to somebody who doesn't play in the, who who's not an <laughs> NFC East fan. But anybody who's an NFC East fan knows that. Um, even playing against the Redskins, you're going to be nervous until you get out to an early lead because it's just, we rip each other's throats out, you know, and Mm -hmm. um, 
after the Giants, we got the Cardinals, Redskins, Eagles, Steelers, Vikings, Redskins, Ravens, Bengals, Niners, Eagles, Giants. Like that's not that's, that's not winnable. That's a lot schedule. of winnable games, dude. That's a lot of winnable games. We should go undefeated in the NFC East. Ever maybe, maybe we lose one of the Eagles, maybe. But we should be crushing the NFC East this year. No um, I do it. have a bold prediction. I have a bold prediction that uh, goes against Cowboys. Um, what do you shout got? out to your boy? Shout out to your boy in that fantasy league that we played in. I do think the Giants get their first win against the Cowboys in three years. We're six and over the last three years against them, and I think I think Danny Dimes has potential. He adds a new uh, a new versatility to the quarterback position that that Stone Face Eli didn't have mm-hmm. you know he can run um and then uh shout out to Eli though I do have a lot more respect for him now that he's not in the league uh he was pretty <laughs> decent anybody he was, was good in, in his tough. prime in his prime he was good I think like it like yeah I mean like when they were in the Super Bowls like if he had a good game he was like one of the best quarterbacks in the league when he was on you know yeah I agree um he beat he he made us 0-1 in Jerry World all time we oh, can't yeah. take that back we lost mm-hmm. our first game in Jerry World, but uh, I think that uh, that offense, if if Evan Ingram can stay healthy, Saquon Barkley stays healthy, um, you know their wide receivers are a little bit weak. But uh, speaking of fantasy, Sterling Shepard is the most underrated wide receiver in the league, yeah. um, one of the most underrated. But um, I think that I think that ten and six is where I'm leaning. I think eleven and five. Um, is a very sure bet to win the NFC East That's with fair. a depleted, a depleted Eagles roster early on, and then nobody knows what the Giants are going to do. So That's fair. Hey, let's switch it a little bit. Let's talk fantasy. Give me your lineup, and then let me know if you got any questions on who you should start, who you should bench, what your team's like. Do you think your team's good? What do you got? And we'll talk about the league that me and you are in. The um, show me your TDs. Wink, wink, All right, league. you want you want me to go with that league? Um, yeah. I believe. Don't I we think I'm playing you this week? this week? Yeah, I'm playing you week yeah, one. Yeah, we do. Let's go. We do. Um, and of course, my fantasy app is not loading. Mine either. Let me see here. Maybe it's ESPN. Let me look up on my computer. Here we go. I just reloaded it. All right, so um, I've got. Uh, Give me your roster real quick. Per- I've got Dak at QB. Um, it's a it's a super flex league for the listeners, if any. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, and then a running back wide receiver slot. Um, so I've got Dak Prescott, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, David Johnson, Julio Jones, Keenan Allen, Evan Ingram, Jarvis Landry, Bills defense, and Matt Prater That's on a good my team. bench. I, yeah, it's it's solid. It's some question marks, but we'll see. On my bench, I've got Sterling Shepard, Aaron Rodgers, who I drafted at 99th, by the way. Uh, Blake Jarwin. Uh, I had to secure um, Duke Johnson with David Johnson. Uh, Cowboys defense, Noah Fant, uh, Jalen Rieger, and Randall Cobb on my bench. There you go. So, so- if, if I had any questions on who to start – my first question, I have this guy in all three leagues, is Joe Mixon, are the migraines real? Is he getting better? <laughs> is he going to play? Making me a little nervous. I read something uh, this morning that said 
basically that the migraines were real. Um, he, really? I heard it was all about life. the contract stuff. And then he's got a new no, contract. He's got medic. He's still not practicing though, you know, so he wow. got medication. So I think he's on some sort of migraine medication. Um, if you want to know the medication and the side effects, hit me up. It's uh, at jkaplan2 on Instagram and at johnnyk2, I think, on Twitter. Uh, two eyes. Let me know. I, 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 yeah, two eyes. Uh, I've got you if you need anything health knowledge-wise. Anyways. <laughs> so are, are you thinking of benching Mixon this week? He, it says he's questionable. I mean, and if you did, who would you play? Because your 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 bench is pretty sorry, so I don't know who you'd even um, exactly. put in for him. I would move David Johnson to the second running back slot and mm-hmm. put a wide receiver in the running back wide receiver slot, probably Sterling uh, Sterling Shepard, or maybe yeah. even Randall Cobb. Um, I think Randall Cobb could surprise some people, but I'm really not trying to reach like that. So. It would most likely be Sterling Shepard, who doesn't have a favorable matchup against Pittsburgh. I could go double tight end, you know, hit you with the Evan Ingram, Blake Jarwin. But you're right, the bench is pretty weak. The bench is kind of weak. What you could do, yeah, if he doesn't play, though, you could start Randall Cobb because I think Brandon Cooks is, like, really questionable with a quad injury. So Randall Cobb is going to slide into that number two spot if – Cooks doesn't play. And the Cobbs, especially playing the Chiefs, it could be a shootout. So that might be a good um, might be a good play for you to start Cobb if Mixon doesn't play. Or you mean – oh, yeah. And Brandon Cooks, man, is he ever healthy? He's really not. I think he might just retire. He's never, ever healthy. Like that concussion kept him out pretty much all year last year except for like week 16 and 17 or something like that. But Yeah. Uh, or concussions, plural. Um, I know because he killed my season because I was really high on him. Um, but I think uh, I think it should be a good matchup between yeah. uh, MBO and Ocho here. We'll see what hey, happens. Hey, MBO, Ocho, let's do it. I'm going to go through my team real quick. So quarterback, I got Deshaun Watson. Running back, I have Nick Chubb and Kenyon Drake. Um, my first flex, I have Raheem Mostert, the old 49ers running back. Um, my receivers are Michael Thomas and Odell Poop Beckham Jr. I'm super glad Shout I got him. Shout out to now. OBJ. On the old Cleveland Steamers. Um, tight end, Rob <laughs> Gronkowski. And then my other flex is Will Fuller. And then Broncos defense. Shit, Broncos defense. Von Miller's out for the year. Yep. God damn it. I'm about to switch that out. And then um, kicker is the Houston kicker. I got a lot of Houston players. You do. It's a, Thursday's um, a big – Thursday's going to be make or break for you, my guy. Yeah. And then my bench – I like my bench a lot. Bench, I got my boy Debo Samuel. I have Debo on every single one of my fantasy teams. Um, I got yeah, Debo I, Samuel. I that. And then A.J. Green, Antonio Gibson, Preston Williams, T.J. Hawkinson. Um, Nikhil Harry, Baker Mayfield, and then my sleeper surprise player, Antonio Brown. I have him. I'm going to wait on his uh, suspension, and hopefully he's someone picks him up in the end of the year. So that's my I team. Think, I think he, I, you definitely have a better bench than I do. I think A.J. Green's a questionable starter this week. Um, I've heard a lot of uh, buzz about Burrow having a lot of chemistry with Boyd early on. I missed him in all of my drafts, but I was definitely targeting him. I think Debo Samuel, just like uh, Jalen Rieger, uh, somebody who is not – obviously, they're both out – is not going to have a September impact. But 
late in the season. I think that they're both going to establish themselves as solid wideouts. Uh, Debo Samuel, just because he went off last year, and mm-hmm. Jalen Rieger, because there are no mouths to feed in Philly. Like, Philly's hungry as hell right now, and they're just – it is a famine over there in Philadelphia. Shout out to Philly. We hate you. Um, TJ – or is it TJ Hawkinson you said, right? Yep, I got him on, on the bench. Um, he, I, if he wasn't a first year last year, it was definitely his first year starting. Um, he impressed me out of the gates, but then kind of fizzled off. So it'd be really interesting to see how he responds. Faces, in my mind, an overrated Chicago defense. Um, and I think that uh, if they can contain Khalil Mack, I mean, that middle is going to be wide open for him. So, I mean, that's a questionable starter um, over Gronk because, uh, I mean, who knows what Gronk is going to do. I've also heard that he's been lighting it up, you know, that year off really helped him out. So I think yeah. that uh, some very underrated players on your roster um, starters wise are uh, most start um, because he doesn't have really, I mean, he's got Tevin Coleman to compete with. I, the last time he was healthy, he was a backup in Minnesota and yeah. Brita has gone, you know, and if I'm missing somebody else, I'm sorry, respect. They have, but, um, uh, Derek McKinnon, who's coming off a couple knee injuries the last two years. I'm sorry, Tevin Coleman doesn't. That's who I was thinking of. Derek McKinnon. Was no, but Tevin Coleman's still there too, though. Yeah. But, no, but I was. I said Tevin Coleman oh, was yes, back, back in Minnesota. I was. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Jer- of Derek McKinnon. Tevin Coleman yeah. was from uh, Atlanta. Is he healthy? Because mm-hmm. if that's the case, then yeah. Tevin so they're Coleman saying. Compete. Yeah, they're saying that. Coleman's healthy and McKinnon is looking really, really good. That's what they're saying. So we'll see. Okay. So I want the fans to know I just made a roster move on that team I have. Um, I just dropped Baker Mayfield and I picked up the Eagles defense. So I'm starting the Eagles defense in another league as well. They're playing Washington. I was surprised they're they're available. Yeah, they're playing the Redskins or the Washington football team. So um, I, I benched the Broncos D. We'll see how they do without Von Miller, but I'm going to start the Eagles D and I dropped Baker Mayfield. I only wanted one Cleveland steamer on my team and Odell was enough. So I didn't want two. So I think we're, I think we're good there. Um, correction. You have Nick Chubb and Odell oh. Beckham. So. Oh, <laughs> there we go. This is going to be a real, uh, real poopy situation. Gonna be a shitty week, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited though. It'll be a good matchup. I for the for the listeners at home, I did not I don't know what the new projections are. Um, but your boy right now is favored one twenty two to one fourteen. Um COVID cowboy really? over yeah, I'm projected to beat you by seven point eight points right now. Dang. It's because my team is deeper than it is wide if that makes any sense the bang like I have, factor I have is a, there, yeah. you have depth exactly my like i have starters like are better yeah you have better starters and my bench is better which doesn't mean anything because your starters are the only ones who score points so i need to make some trades i think i have we'll three see. top 15 running backs but then no running backs behind them like literally i don't have any more running backs so um, I need to make a trade for uh, probably a fourth starting caliber running back um, because that's why I felt like I needed to get Duke Johnson. Who knows what David Johnson's going to do this year? Um, but yeah, depth is huge. If if you're looking to make a make a run, I rarely miss the playoffs. 
shout out to Lynch because I know you'll probably listen to this. I'll see you in the championship, kid. Um, and uh, <laughs> with that being said, uh, talk. Speaking of David, uh, David Johnson, what are you uh, what are you looking for week in the uh, NFL opener, the Chiefs versus the Texans? Yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a lot of offense. Um, I want to see how Will Fuller does as like a number one guy. I think he's going to be a beast. And then I want to see Who's Kansas health City. Health is also a concern for him too. Yeah, yeah. That, but like when he's healthy, he's a he's amazing. It's just yeah, he always gets he hurt. Is. You know what I mean? So, and I want to see the the defending champs. I want to see how they play, how Mahomes looks, how Clyde Edwards looks, how Tyreek Hill looks, and. I just glad, I'm just glad to have football back and have some games to watch. You know what I mean? It's been a long year. Oh, absolutely. Um, so right now, uh, I believe Kansas City's favored by nine, and you've got an over under of fifty four and a half. What do you what do you what are you taking and why? Um, I think here's the thing. I think this is going to be a high scoring game, but I think the first couple of weeks of the NFL season is going to be very low scoring. Because without the preseason and without a lot of games, usually in the beginning of the year, the defense the defense has their shit together and the offense doesn't. It takes a while for the offense to get flowing and get rhythm and, and be on the same page. So I think in the beginning of the year, the first couple of weeks, expect like some low-scoring games, and then it'll pick up later on in the year. But I think this first game will be high-scoring because Mahomes just a monster. All right, so... Again, <laughs> Casey minus nine with an over under of fifty four and a half. Give mm. me your pick. I'm gonna take the fifty four and a half. Dang, I'm gonna take the under. That's a, seems like a lot of points, and I'm gonna say Casey minus nine. I could see that. Yeah, I'll take Casey in that one. I'll give Houston nine okay. points for sure. How about you? What do you got? All right, I will not give Houston nine points. I'll take, I would take Houston plus nine in my sleep. Um, I think that uh, while uh, I mean that Brandon Cooks, I wasn't aware of the injury to Brandon Cooks until uh, just now, but um, I think that uh, Deshaun Watson, a week six of uh, the regular season last year um, beat Kansas city 31 to 24 and while they ended up getting blown out in the postseason, they, they got up 24 to nothing on the Chiefs, which um, the Chiefs didn't make a whole lot of moves defensively, which shows that they have some sort of susceptibility. I think uh, PFF has them ranked at like 19th overall in defense where they have Houston ranked at 25th. So I agree with you on the scoring aspect. Um, the whole COVID situation, limited training camp, no preseason, I think that could limit offensive scoring. Um, if that weren't a factor, I would say uh, Houston plus nine, take the over. Um, yeah, me too. But my gut is telling me, like, with all things considered, that if Houston wins, that defense is going to have to be prominent in the game because it, they're not – they can't hang with Kansas City offensively. No. Um, Travis Travis, uh, – so all-time regular season record – uh, it's a five and five split between the Chiefs and the Texans, um, and I, this is a marquee QB matchup to open up the season, which I love. Um, KC side note is ten and one against the spread in September, and their last eleven. Houston is two and eight against the spread on Thursday night games. So I mean, 
all of the odds are stacked against Houston right now. I've always been an underdog kind of guy, big Rudy mm-hmm. guy. I love Rudy. Big Rudy you know, guy. Can, oh, big, big time. So, except F Notre Dame, USF's beaten that butt this year. Uh, Mahomes has absolutely gone berserk against Houston, 42 of 70 with 594 through the air. Eight touchdowns, one interception, and big, big asterisk next to Travis Kelsey. Five of those touchdowns have gone to Travis Kelsey. So I, I expect Johnny I expect K a big dropping week the, for, the heat. Hey, you know I always bring the heat. It's that ginger thing. Um, I do expect <laughs> a big, big week out of Mahomes. I expect a big, big week out of Kelsey. Um, and um, for me, the uh, the X factor is going to be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, mm-hmm. That'd be huge to I, watch. See how he is. Him and the running back from uh, the Eagles, uh, Miles Sanders. I mm-hmm. think their ADP is way too high. Um, yeah. Sanders, I, I wouldn't uh, touch with a freaking twenty foot stick. Clyde Edwards, I think. I think he's going to be a lot like Zeke, like his rookie year. Like when Zeke came out, like it was like, who knows? We'll see if he's good or not. But he was still like a top five fantasy running back. And I think Clyde's the same thing. Rookie, he'll get a lot of touches. He's like the guy there. So, I don't know. We'll see. I think he'll be a top five fantasy player. I hope. I do I mean, not. I, I don't even I have him. The, but. I don't have him in my top ten fantasy running backs. Really? So, that would we'll be the last thing we'll, 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 we'll talk about. Yeah, the top ten fantasy running backs. Actually, before that, um, see, this is why you need to be subscribed to – the injured reserve newsletter, not just the podcast, but the newsletter, like the Brandon Cook's injury you didn't know about. If you were subscribed, you would know. So here's what I'm gonna do. Sleeping. Sleeping on it. I'm gonna subscribe to you right now. You are officially subscribed. And anyone listening, if you wanna be up to date on all the injuries before the games, you know who to start, who to bench. After the games, I'll talk about the injuries. You can figure out what to do. Go to Reggie DPT dot substack.com and subscribe to the newsletter go to spotify look up the injured reserve podcast you can hear this one and the rest of them to stay up to date on all the entries what's Boom. that website again so it's reggiedpt dot substack.com s-u-b-s-t-a-c-k you got it yeah right. boy there we go all so right. let's do let's do top ten fantasy running backs. Let's do that, sir, sir, sir. I am not done talking about week one yet. All right, I'm all right. so hyped. Do do I'm so think? hyped for this game, dude. Like I'm just, I am so ready for NFL football that I'm looking into games that aren't even Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> like so, and these guys aren't even on your fantasy team. We're we're slobbing all over Mahomes, but slobbing I mean, Wat, Watson obviously can't be slept on. Um, he's averaging uh, thirty nine mil on, based off that new extension he got, so they're doing that mm-hmm. for a reason. Uh, nearly eight thousand yards in two seasons as a starter through through the air, and but one thing that um, you can say Mahomes has been smarter about or hasn't quite flashed as much as Watson. Uh, is he's got a thousand yards rushing through two seasons. So, I mean, I think mm-hmm. that um, him uh, on the ground, uh, Watson's going to have to go for, mm, I don't want to put a number on it, but like, do it. I, would say, it. I would say he's going to have to rush for 60 to 80 yards on the ground 
and uh, in order for them to get the win with that read option with David Johnson. David Johnson's going to have to um, establish himself early. That way that read option's available. And somebody is going to have to step up at wide receiver, whether it's Randall Cobb coming through with the veteran experience, whether it's uh, King of the Flow, what's his name, um, your, your guy that you were talking about, the other wide receiver for uh, Houston, Stills, is it Stills? Um, still, it's there, but I think, I think you're thinking of Will Fuller. Will Fuller, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, so Stills will be – I feel like even with Brandon Cooks healthy, I feel like they have three slot guys at wide receiver. They do. Like, it's I, weird. I, 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 Brandon Cooks on the outside is awful, but when he plays in the slot, he's really good. Um, so, I mean, that that not having Hopkins is going to really hurt him. Um, between Fuller, Cooks, Cobbs, and uh, Stills, I mean – Who's going to step up there? Uh, does David Johnson have a reemergence in 2016? He, uh, if he wasn't league leading, he was close with 12, uh, like uh, 1,239 yards, 16 touchdowns. <laughs> and so, uh, do we see a reemergence? Or That's does the question. Sleeping. That's the fun and thing about fantasy I, and football is like there's so many questions. Like there's so many things to see, and we're going to find out. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of things, a lot of storylines which is awesome. I think that the biggest X factor um, for both teams is going to be running back play. Um, Who can establish a ground and pound? Who can Mm -hmm. win in the trenches? Mm -hmm. And um, me personally, with Clyde Edward Hilaire being a rookie, uh, they're playing without Damian Williams. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, who, if if we're going to throw stats, had three touchdowns in those two games against Houston last year. I mean, if and being... who, in my opinion, should have been Super Bowl MVP. That's my mm. opinion. I'm sticking to it. He had a hell of a game and he basically won the game. For them. Mahomes, Mahomes are great. No knock on Mahomes. Williams should have been the MVP. I, I don't have much of an argument for that because he really, really had a great game, not only catching the ball through the air, but also traditional through the mm. tackle to the edge. He, he had a great game on the ga- ground and through the air. My other X factor is uh, Houston defense. Um, J.J. Watt's healthy, um, but behind J.J. Watt, like, Who else their do they defensive have? backfield, exactly. Their defensive backfield is shaky. Their linebackers are shaky. Um, Casey's definitely got the upper hand on defensive backfield. They have one of the best safeties in the game with uh, – what honey badger they've got uh two as we previously mentioned two former dallas cowboy linebackers who Mm -hmm. i personally really like they're they're both anthony hitchens is your traditional middle linebacker kind of stuffer whereas damian williams is all over the field he's so fast uh doesn't miss tackles um so running so watch out for running back play watch out for defensive special teams play i take houston plus nine take the under by like maybe three points it's going to be the over under i'm not as confident on but i uh i would say that out of a five star confidence five being the most confident Mm -hmm. i'm like three and a half stars on that pick like i really do think that he i really think that houston pulls out a tough one on the road the the kansas city environment's not going to come into play because of true the fans yeah Arrowhead's not going to be the true Arrowhead. Everybody's going to be shaky. 
turnovers. We'll see if Patrick Mahomes has any turnovers. Uh, and Clyde Ever Hilaire, rookie running back. Mm-hmm. I mean, here we go. You heard it first. Put all your money on Houston. Go all in. Johnny K is guaranteeing, Johnny K's bets guaranteed Houston will cover and get the over, right? Get the under. Get the under. You heard it. He said it. I'm going to do it. And then here's what we're going to do. After the game, I'm going to call you back. We'll, we'll talk about it. If you're wrong, you got to own up to it and figure out how, why you fucked up. If you're right, there we go. This dude's the I'm going to go OBJ on all of our listeners. <laughs> but if I'm wrong, I, I will. I'll leave my words. I'll leave my right. words. We'll uh, do it. I'll call you. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I don't, I don't support any other Texas teams, but I do think Texans pull this one out. Um, I, I, if you want to score, I'm going to say – I have to keep, I keep in mind that I went with the under, so <laughs> you're right. <laughs> that would make me sound like a real big idiot. Was it, it um, 54 and a half, like, was it? Yeah, I like I like a 27, I like a 27-24. That'll work, yeah. So real close uh, to the number, but still under, and the Texans just pulling it out. I like that. I like that. 27-23 is going to be my final pick. 27-23 Houston. I'm going to go 30. I'm going to say it goes over. I'm going to say 30, Kansas City, 24, Houston. Is that over? Nope. That's only 54. 20, 31, 24. That's just barely over, I think. It is. There we go. 31, 24, Kansas City. Mm. We're learning math on uh, <laughs> the injured. On the Injured Reserve podcast. Here we go. The podcast of many, many skills and talents. All right, let's finish this up. I've got things to do. But here's what we're going to do. You give me your top 10 fantasy running backs. I'll give you mine. We'll talk about it. You ready? Just off, just off the rip. You go first. I'll go first. Okay, here we go. I got my list. Hold up. So remember, this is my fantasy top 10, not my top 10 best running backs. This is my fantasy football top 10. All right. Um... Number one, Christian McCaffrey, of course. He can pass, he can catch, he can run, he can do it all. I think I saw the stat yesterday that if McCaffrey had zero touchdowns last year, he would have still been the number one running back by 26 points in fantasy. Wow. Isn't that nuts? He had a lot if of he big z- plays. He had a yeah, player. dude. A lot of big runs. A lot runs of big stuff. plays. Same, same thing monster. with Henry. So I got McCaffrey number one, Saquon number two, just because I think he'll be like their entire – if he's healthy, he's their entire offense. Um, I got Zeke at number three. I think he's ready for a big season. Um, number four, remember, this is just fantasy. I'm going to go Austin Eckler. I think in San Diego, he's a, he catches a lot. He runs a lot. He's going to be, I think, really the only running back that they're going to use for every single down. I think with Tyrod Taylor, you're not going to throw it deep a lot. I think he's going to do a lot of dink and dunk, dak and dink. And I think Eckler's mm-hmm. going to have a big, a big fantasy season at four. Number five, if he's healthy, um, Kamara. I think Kamara has, besides being hurt last year, he's always had a huge fantasy seasons. He's, again, pretty much an every down back, especially up there down in the passing game. Number five for Kamara. Number six, I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. Again, health is a big thing, but if he's there, he's a monster. Number seven, Derrick Henry. Number eight, I'm going to go with Clyde Edwards. 
just because I think he's going to have a big role in the offense. He's going to have a very Zeke-like rookie season, I think. So Clyde Edwards, number eight. Number nine, I'm going to go Nick Chubb. I think he's a monster, and he gets hurt because of having Kareem Hunt there behind him. I think they're going to split a lot of carries, but I still think he's a beast. And number 10, I'm going to go – 10, I'm going to go Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones is going to have a big year. He's a touchdown monster. He's super talented. I think they give the backups too many carries. They give Aaron Jones the ball. He's a monster. So that's my top 10. All right. Um, Who you got? Big, big, big respect for Eckler. Um, when Melvin Gordon was holding out last year, I drafted him in the second round. This year I viewed him as a first-round talent. Um I've got him as number one over. I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, my number one overall, um, Helen Keller could see that it's Christian McCaffrey. Um, we actually agreed on our top three. I like Saquon at two um, just because of utilization um, out of catching, like catching out of the backfield. I really think that um, he gets the nod more uh, when it comes to pass catching. I think they're comparable runners. Um if it, if it weren't for the pass catching, I'd probably get the nod to Zeke because <clears throat> Saquon's more of an edge rusher, whereas Zeke can do both. He'll get to the edge and go through the tackles mm-hmm. um, and also durability. So really, um, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to say Christian, Zeke, Ooh, Saquon. Ooh, switching it up. There we go. Okay, yeah, I respect that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, just because of like that NFL running back factor you know he does it all um and um yeah i think he's going to be the best running back of all time in dallas so uh and that's, wow. that's better than emmett smith i do i think he'll end up breaking gonna, all of emmett's records you think he's gonna get the most yards all time record it, depending on how long he, he stays yeah, in the league for just, yeah i do he can do it he's got to play a long time that's the thing yeah maybe not that one but because that's a tough record to break but um, I think I think that uh, I think that Zeke ends up being like a, a top ten cowboy, top twenty cowboy of all time. Um, so I've got Christian, I've got Zeke, I've got Saquon at three, at four I've got Dalvin Cook. Um, I've got Dalvin Cook at four, um, just because I'm having some nightmares of what he did against us last year, and also um, I mean if we're if we're gonna factor in injuries, Saquon wouldn't be up there for me, yeah, you know. Exactly. We're talking about their health right now. Um and also he's like, is he gonna hold out like this and that? Same thing with Kamara, but uh Dalvin Cook's my number four. I've got Eckler at five. Um I'm with you with Eckler. The guy can go a hundred and hundred like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Um, even if he, even if he rushes last year, even with Melvin Gordon in the mix, he was a flex starter every week because yeah. he was getting, he was averaging like 80 yards a game. And that's just like, that's a, that's a guess on my part. That's a mm. guess, purely a guess, <laughs> but he was, he was averaging serious numbers as a pass catcher. Um, so I've got Eckler at five. I've got Alvin Kamara at six for the same reason. Um, I don't necessarily see him as is like I, NFL wise. I, I I don't I don't know that he has the durability to be a three down back consistently. But the definition of a three down back, by definition, he is a pass catching back, so he can be in for first and second. And if it's third and eight, you're definitely going to keep him on the field. Yeah. So like, he's like he's like a twenty twenty all down back because like let's say he's in our first down, you don't have to run it. You know what I mean? He can right. like 
come out for a pass, second down, like maybe you run it, and then third down, he's on the field. You know what I mean? He's not going to get 30 carries a game, but he can be on the field every single down, and you really don't know what they're going to do. So I'm going to stop giving, like, five-minute monologues on No, no, you're good, dude. You're good. I'm just going to blow through one through ten here. I've got Christian. I've got Zeke at two. I've got Saquon at three. I've got Dalvin at four. Eckler at five. Kamara at six. Derrick Henry at seven. Aaron Jones at eight. Joe Mixon at nine. And Josh Jacobs rounding out the top ten. There we go. So you have a couple guys – who are in my top 10 that you didn't have. So Clyde Edwards isn't top 10 for you? I guess it's just hard to tell, you know, as a rookie. It should. If he puts up 1,414 yards and 16 touchdowns and <laughs> nearly 500 yards of receiving, then, yeah, if he can do what he did at LSU, sure. But Yeah, there we go. But if not, yeah, who knows? NCAA are two different games, different my dude. Ball game. so, and, then, um, and then what about Nick yeah. Chubb? Nick Chubb, I had, I think, 9 or 10. Uh, at f- for fantasy value, um, with them giving Kareem Hunt two years, $13 million, it's obvious that they value him. He really came on late last year. Nick Chubb had uh, – I believe he had an injury scare last year. And um, Kareem Hunt gets the, gets the nod on pass catching down. So, uh, fantasy-wise, uh, talent-wise, uh, Nick Chubb I would probably put above Josh Jacobs. Um, but fantasy-wise, I'm taking Josh Jacobs uh, just because – He's their bell cow, but I would probably put Chubb. Probably, I would I'd probably have Chubb at eleven. Right, I he, he he just barely missed my top because he really blew it up last year. Like he's, don't get me wrong, and OBJ don't get turned down by that <laughs> statement. He really blew it up, <laughs> and he's on the Browns uh, too. Shit. Yep. There you have it. That's that's Johnny K's top ten right there. You go, there. Johnny K's top ten. So yeah, I mean, if you haven't drafted by now, what the fuck are you doing? But that's our top 10 list. We'll go through it probably again halfway through the season and see where we're at, if we've got any changes. You know what I mean? I like that. But, yeah, I'm, ex- like I'm, excited, for, I'm excited for tomorrow. And um, we'll definitely get you back on the podcast ASAP. We'll get, let's get you on maybe next week or two weeks so we can see how you did with the um, Kansas City-Houston game with the hey, over and under. Let's do it after the uh, Cowboys-Rams game because I'm sure I'll be emotional after that. For real. I'm ready for, for uh, Sunday night. I'm pumped. Dude, just come to the, come to Clearwater, dog. Actually, I'll be in Tampa next week. I think I told you that. Yeah, we're chilling. We're chilling next week. Oh yeah, we're uh, going to uh, Canopy, St. Pete. That was say. Canopy. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Canopy next week. We'll figure it out. All right, Johnny K. I appreciate you coming on. This podcast is gonna blow up. I'm telling you. We finally got a blue check in here. Hey, hey, Envia Ocho. About that life. For life. Hey. For life. Thanks for having me, Reggie B. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Appreciate it. Later. All right, so we got Lynchy DFS here to uh, explain DFS, a.k.a. Daily daily Fantasy Sports. Yes. Yep, and then explain that. And get you prepared for not just tomorrow, but the whole uh, fantasy football season. All right. All right. Um, so, obviously, um, you can have as many as, like, the full Sunday slate on a, on a slate or um, DraftKings and, and FanDuel actually have both brought uh, the showdown element, which is single game. 
So it'll jump right into like tomorrow night when you get Kansas City against um, the Houston Texans. Um, so single game, it's a little bit more obviously compact and it's it's very crazy. I've seen, you know, very huge swings as far as like people that are winning, you know, five figures to winning, you know, a hundred dollars, you know, on a single final play of the game. I remember there was a, there was a turnover last year that was very meaningless, but because someone had the, uh, I believe it was the Buffalo Bills defense and they got a fumble recovery. Someone that had the Buffalo Bills defense jumped up and the person that was winning ended up dropping like 300 spots and cost them a, a ton of money. I got a question. I got a question. How does how do you win money in daily fantasy sports? Like, is it can you put up as much money as you want, or do you have to play certain games? You have to put up a certain amount of money. So, um, if you if you were to log into the DraftKings um, lobby, so you go into the lobby and you go to um, you can choose different types of games. So, like, if I go in there right now. Um, I can choose the, you know, single game showdown tomorrow night. And there are still, there's tournaments, you know, which are the guaranteed prize pools that everyone plays for. Um, If I'm looking at tomorrow, tomorrow has a million dollar first prize, um, you know, but it drops off very quickly. It goes goes from a million dollars first prize. Second prize is, you know, $100,000. And then you go all the way down to 10th place with 10th place being, um, $10,000. Wait, so and how does that work? So how, how do you win a million dollars? Do you have to put up, how much money do you have to put up? You, the entry is $10. Um, so you're putting $10 into a contest. Um, the mm-hmm. max, the max amount of entries you can put into this contest is 150. Um, and there's Dang. three, 355,000, uh, and 800 people that can enter, um, the contest. Um, so, obviously you're, you're competing against a ton of people. So that's why like the swings are so big with showdown and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, it's, you know, you go from a million dollars to $10,000 in just 10 spots. So it's, it, it drops off very quickly. Um, but then they also have like, um, like double ups to where like this uh, double up I'm looking at, you know, has 919 entries. Um, and first through 400th, um, all double up their money. So if you put in $25, you finish, you know, first or you finish 400th, you all get $50, you know, if for a $25 entry fee. So there's different ways to do it. Yeah. So so there's different ways. And then there's also, you know, where you can just play head to head, like, you, you know, you and I could sit there and, you know match up head to head and see how that goes. Um, but obviously it, it's all, you know, what you are okay with playing. Like there are so, people that are not okay, you know, playing the large entry fees to where that there's 150 entries, there's single entry uh, tournaments to where you, everyone only gets one entry and then they break it down to where there's three max, you know, five max, so is it like easier well. to play tomorrow, like for just one game only? That is that increase your odds of winning? I'm assuming it would. There's um, only so many combinations you can do. Well, I mean, the but the thing is, like with the 
with the way that tomorrow works, like the single game, you get a captain. Uh, with the captain, you get 1.5 um, points. So you get like a multiplier with that captain. So, um, but obviously, like a player like Pat Mahomes tomorrow is he costs eighteen uh, eighteen thousand nine hundred dollars out of your fifty thousand dollars salary cap. Gee. So he's almost you know he's to the point to where he's almost taking up a fourth of your salary if you put him in the captain spot. Whereas if you put him in you know a regular flex spot, he's only twelve thousand six hundred dollars. So. Um, you can get really creative um, with, you know, single game showdowns um, where you're, you're putting in players that, you know, may not necessarily, you know, to a, you know, a season long player, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, why would I play, you know, um, like the, there was a big one last year where they play, everyone was playing the Chiefs backup tight end Blake Bell. And, like, he ended up scoring a touchdown and made a whole bunch of people money. And he only cost, like, $400 that week. So, um, Jeez. Okay. so you like, there, there's plays that, you know, open up like that. But tomorrow, tomorrow they, they, they did a very good job as far as, like, making it to where that there's not, like, an obvious build to where that everyone is going to have the same build. Uh, that's that's how they mix it up. So, what are you doing tomorrow? What kind of lineup do you have for tomorrow um, and this upcoming week? I personally don't have anything in for tomorrow. However, I am probably going to play. Um, with my single game showdown slates, I remember playing this game specifically um, in the playoffs last year, and I played the uh, Kansas City kicker Harrison Bucker, um, and he was on the you know the big winning lineup. Um, just because he's, he's cheap. Um, if I go to the flex, uh, position right now on DraftKings, he's $3,800. Um, so he's affordable. Um, you, you get, you can have some options by putting him into your lineup. So with that, like I could sit there, you know, put in, put in both Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson into my, you know, flex spots. And then if I want to go over to, you know, a captain and just, you know, get a little different um, and not play, you know, Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. Um, I could go with like a David Johnson and then I'm still at, you know, 10,400 in salary. So then I could just sit there, stack Travis Kelsey, stack uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, well, I cannot do that because I, I was reading it wrong. I have I have five thousand left uh, per slot, so I could drop down to um, one of your favorites, like Mikael Hardman, um, and slide him in, and then you know I can go with the likes of like a Duke Johnson or Kenny Stills, um, depending on which one I wanted, or I could go with you know the famous Dallas Cowboys legend uh, Randall Cobb. Oh yeah, that's um, a good pick, especially with Brandon Cooks being hurt. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it all depends, like. I was listening to a pod today from um, one of the one of the brighter guys as far as showdowns go, and they 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 were preaching about how if you're playing a showdown lineup, you need that lineup to tell a story. So like you're basically trying to play a lineup how you see the game playing out. So like this lineup here, I obviously see um, Deshaun Watson. I, I ideally I probably see Kansas City up. Um, 
And then, so Booker's been involved with field goals and extra points. Um, and then I'm seeing David Johnson catching passes out of the backfield because DraftKings is, you know, a PPR site. So you're getting that one point per reception. Um, oh. And that adds up, you know, especially in a captain spot when you're getting 1.5 every single time you catch a ball. And then, you know, you still get the uh, one point every 10 yards. And then obviously decimal points too. So every yard counts. And, you know, with that multiplier, um, a player like David Johnson can rack up points real fast. Dang. So what do you got for for this upcoming Sunday? For the Sunday slate, um, pulling it up now. Um, there are so does, there are some some quarterbacks that I've looked at uh, as far as pricing goes. Um, the first one that I found interested in in tournaments, nowhere would I play him in like a cash game to where like you're trying to lower your risk. Um, is Cam Newton? Cam Newton costs sixty one hundred dollars. Um, it's a bargain. He's, you know, he's relatively cheap um, compared to Lamar Jackson being eighty one hundred dollars and being the highest priced quarterback. I do. Um, but then there, uh, another one that I was interested in um, is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Same game because I, I, I know I've talked with you. I, I'm not sure what the Patriots defense is going to look like. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is 5,300, so he's even cheaper. Um, and then that would allow you to pay up for the likes of like a Julio Jones, you know, when you're going over towards uh, receivers or even a more expensive Michael Thomas as well. Mm-hmm. And Fitzpatrick um, is known to snap in the first few weeks of the season. Yeah. So that could be I a mean, steal if he throws four or five touchdowns. And the Pats defense is like up in the air because they lost a lot of players with the COVID yeah. buyout or whatever. But who knows if they're going to be good or not. So that's, I mean, could be even, a good play. If, even if at the beginning, you know, they play okay and, you know, garbage time still counts for fantasy points. That's how, you know, this is true. a lot of us view it, you know, if you're down by 20 and, you know, you throw two touchdowns in the last quarter, like those two touchdowns might make you some money. Mm-hmm. Um, but then moving over towards running back, um, one player that I found, that I think has a, uh, a decent floor this week, so it would be more of a cash game type um, play, would be um, Austin Eckler. Um, he's priced at 7000 flat. Um, I'm a little worried with them traveling uh, because I know the travel is happening later and later in the week as opposed to, you know, sometimes some teams were traveling on Thursday last, week, last year. You know, they're mm-hmm. traveling at pretty much the last possible minute this year. Um, so with them, where's the game from, at? It's in Cincinnati. So mm. from them, for them coming from LA to Cincinnati, I'm a little nervous with that. But um, I don't see Eckler having like very much competition for touches, uh, as because he's gonna get his carries, and then obviously we all know him as you know a PPR freak. Even mm-hmm. you know when Melvin Gordon was playing well, um, he was still you know you know, getting six, seven targets out of the backfield, getting five catches a game. So, mm-hmm. so does um, the Sunday night slate, does that include the Sunday night game? The Sunday um, day game slate? So the Sunday, the Sunday slate does not include the, um, the Sunday night game. Um, however, there are different variations of the slates. So there is, there is a Thursday slate that starts tomorrow night that includes um, – the Thursday night game all the way through the doubleheader on Monday night. So oh, it includes all 16. 
Um, but the main slate they have for Sunday is only the one o'clock games and the 12 o'clock games. I mean, the one o'clock games and the four o'clock. Because if people want a sleeper, I'm going to tell you right now, Dak Prescott is going to throw six touchdowns, no picks, and probably rush for maybe two or three more touchdowns on oh. Sunday night. I'm just telling people now, I'm, I'm going to give you an inside scoop. Go all in on the Cowboys. So you're telling me to play him on the showdown then? Yes. Guaranteed. Never lost. Yeah. Dak Prescott. Yeah. I mean, you Cowboys might as well. Going de- undefeated. MVP. You might as well deposit and then play your own money on it then. I might. I might. What's the, what's the most you've ever won on a DraftKings like, week? Um, or, or a game? Uh, there was a time last NBA season um, where I was there. I, I was in first place, and it was myself and one other person that had the potential of winning. Um, and the first place was for $3,333. It was a weird payout. Um, and I had Joel Embiid, and this other person had Willie Colley Stein, and Willie oh Colley my Stein gosh. outscored Joel Embiid, and I finished second <laughs> for, like, for like $500. Oh, my God. How pissed yeah. were you? I was a little salty, but I mean... How'd that, I, how'd that I, even I, happen? I, I watched the game. I found an illegal <laughs> Reddit stream at that time and found the game, and I... I about cried myself to sleep. This is why people hate Joel Embiid because he doesn't show up all the time. Costs yeah. you especially against especially against the Kings too. So oh my God, Jesus! All right, so that I mean that's that's pretty good info for the people who play DFS. Get your DFS info from that's at DFS on Twitter. Yeah. Right. What about yes. Monday? What about Monday? As far, I mean, they have a they have that two game slate um, because it's like the Steelers and the Broncos. Uh, they, I mean, they know people want to play, so they, uh, they provide, as you say, they provide the people what they want. Um, however, they don't have that slate posted, so I don't know. I don't even know what the games are. I believe that the Titans play on Monday as well, um, because I was looking at playing the Titans defense this week. Now that they have Clowney. Oh yeah, good call. Shoot, yeah. I might, I might. See if there's any more Titans defenses on the free agent waiver wire. I'll pick them up. Don't worry. Don't worry. I already beat you in the chunk league. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, on Monday night, on Monday night, it's Steelers, Giants, and then Titans, um, Broncos. Ooh, that'd be good. Von Miller's out for the season. You see that? Yeah. I, I, I didn't see like an actual confirmation. I saw that they're expecting him to be out for the season. Yeah, I didn't even hear like what the injury was. I just heard a freak injury. So basically, what I heard from my injury injured reserve sources is that um, it was a dislocated peroneal tendon, which is basically like the outside of your ankle. That little bone that you feel is like it's a tendon that is over that area. So he dislocated. I didn't look into it, but it's something like a dislocated tendon or. Something along he's, those lines. He's had he's had a, a rough go with injuries as of late, and then I know they're bringing back Bradley Chubb, and Bradley Chubb was hurt last year too. Yeah, he tore his ACL last year. But yeah, maybe Von Miller's injury is COVID related, COVID related ankle ligament dislocation. I mean, I think it's Tendon. more likely more likely the fact that they didn't have a preseason, and you know, injuries maybe. are going to happen. Maybe, or it's a COVID complication. Who knows? We'll never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're the guy to go to. So. 
You're damn right. Um, any more DFS info? What you got? Um, I would I would strongly suggest um, looking into playing Zach Ertz this week. Um, he plays really. Yes, I had him last year. He was a bum in every single game. Um, well, for DFS purposes, he is the fourth price tight end on uh, the Sunday slate, um, priced around fifty eight hundred. Um, they play. It's obviously Philly at uh, the Washington football team. Uh, and I, the Washington football team does not have the best defense. They get, they get to the quarterback a lot. Um, and I mean, Philly's always kind of struggled with protecting the quarterback and the word on the street is, um, that they're going to run a lot of two tight end sets with, uh, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Um, but Dallas Goddard is going to stay in and block a little bit more this week. Yeah. Cause Dallas Goddard is a better tight end than Zach Ertz. I'll say yes, it. but he's better. I think Dallas Goddard blocks better, and Zach Ertz is a better receiver. No, Goddard is a better tight end in every category. I've seen him in my own eyes. Every Dallas game, Goddard's better. He needs to start. Honestly, they should well, just then maybe you should trade Ertz or something. Like I said, maybe you should sit there and you know deposit your own money or and play Dallas Goddard because he's only forty one hundred. I would if you started, but for some reason they love Ertz so. I mean, you, yeah, he's still going to play and, you know, he's still going to have the opportunity to catch passes. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I think they're going to definitely give it to him. as If, if he's healthy, he's going to start, he's going to play, and he's going to be – he'll be open. So Yeah. Like I said, but, yeah. I mean, if they're, if they're working on max protect and they're only sending three receivers out, um, I think Zach Ertz is in – going to have the opportunity to catch a bunch of passes regardless of whether or not you know it's you know eight passes for 50 yards and you still end up with 13 points there um Mm -hmm. and then you're at two x's salary and you know if he falls in the end zone he falls in the end zone too but there you go i mean you you could sit there and you know play golden oldie uh jason winton for 3200 Jason Winton last year had a couple good games, a couple like touchdown games and maybe four or five catches. I don't know how he's how much is he going to play in the um, Raiders offense, especially with Darren Waller there. But yeah, he can still, he can I still mean, get it. It'll be interesting because I think I think that game alone it comes with the like the most unknown because um, obviously like the Raiders are a revamped offense, you know, this year with all the speed and, you know, the rookie wide receivers with both the rugs and Brian Edwards starting. Um, and then you have Jason Witten. I mean, I would imagine that they played Jason Witten mostly in like the red zone, but they did run a lot of two tight end sets last year. And, you know, John Gruden is known for his spider two wide banana. So. Mm-hmm. And he loves old guys too. So yeah. There's that. But then, and then on the other side of that, you have uh, Carolina with, you know, are they going to, you know, shove the ball down McCaffrey's throat again like they did last year? Or, you know, are so. they going to, you know, look to involve other people in the offense? Because they have weapons on with as far as receivers. It's just there's only one football to go around. So, and, and I mean, I'd rather give the ball to McCaffrey 25 times than try and you know, give mm-hmm. it to him 20 and try and find the other five touches somewhere else for someone. Yeah, and the the quarterback is Teddy Two Gloves, and he's not like yeah. the kind of guy who's going to chuck it downfield. So I would – I think McCaffrey, if he's healthy, 
he's gonna have another you know crazy fantasy season i saw a stat this week um obviously everyone was doing their you know season long drafts and they were saying how um people were debating um whether or not McCaffrey was the number one pick and they said that if you took out all of McCaffrey's touchdowns and Mm -hmm. only had you know all purpose yards receptions and all that um he would have finished number one still over like the number two running back by like 36 points oh yeah I saw that stuff. actually I brought that up to John too in in our podcast yeah um yeah, McCaffrey without touchdowns is still the number one back. So it was unreal. I, like I, I knew he pick, had, yeah. I knew he had like a fantasy historic season. I didn't realize that it was that oh, yeah. crazy. He he single handedly brought my crappy team to the to the finals. That is and, for sure. And then you got Mike Boone. <laughs> I got Boone. I got Boone hard. I got yeah. Boone very hard, and it was a good play at the time. I can't tell the future. Obviously, if I did, I wouldn't have started him. But at the time, it was a good fantasy play, so I don't regret it. And I'll be back in the finals this year. Just you watch. The injured reserve in the finals. If you're, if, you're playing, if you're playing a whole bunch of leagues, I don't know about the Chunk League. The Chunk League is the only league, and I will okay. win. I will go undefeated. Heard it here first. Heard it here first on the injured reserve pod. Undefeated. So, so someone's going to have to grab this clip and play it for you next week. Play it. Play it back. Play it back. So um, last thing, um, John gave a spread for the game tomorrow, and he also um, did the over-under. I think the for total points was 54.5. So what do you got on the game? The over-under for total points, and I think it's Texans plus nine. What you got? Um, if you give me a second, I'll pull it up just in case. Um, so yeah, I, I see it actually it's gone up to minus nine and a half now, um, for the chiefs, um, which is a lot of points. I know John, John was not very happy with me saying that the chiefs were going to win. Um, as far as my survivor article that I put out this week, mm-hmm. um, he, yeah, he he's got that, the Texans winning. He took the under, well, no, he took, yeah, took the under on 54 and a half and he had, and he took the Texans plus nine plus Texans plus nine yeah I understand taking the Texans plus nine just because you know it's a lot of points um so I would and he had them winning too I think I think the Chiefs win by at least 10 um because I I put out that stat in the article it was like the last 20 Super Bowl winners are 17 and three on that on opening night Mm -hmm. um the Chiefs are just so good um and to be honest, I don't trust Bill O'Brien. Like, he's good, and, like, obviously there's a reason he got a job. And, but, like, I don't understand the reason of getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins. I feel like the Texans' offense is, you know, less lethal um, this year. And then, like, their defense, like, it didn't, it didn't you know – make me happy with anything that they did last year. They shouldn't even gotten into the AFC championship game last year. If Josh mm-hmm. Allen doesn't, if he plays with his head out of his ass, like the bills win that game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. I, I take, I Bill take O'Brien's the Chiefs, a bad coach. I take the chiefs with, with the, you know, spread. 
Um, and then I would probably even go over the 54 and a half. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. There we go. I think we're looking at like, so. thir- like a 35-21 game or a 35-24 game. Yeah, I think I took the over, but I think that the first couple of weeks of the season is going to be pretty low scoring. I think the That's, defense is going to dominate. I have um, I was like I said, I was listening to a couple pods today, and they were saying how um, this individual person was saying how they they rely pretty heavily on Vegas odds, um, and they said obviously Vegas isn't really sure, but like Vegas is usually spot on, like with their their point spreads and you know over unders so mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me you know if the chiefs you know win by 10 tomorrow and you know it finishes like right at like 55 points i could see that i could see that all right lunch i'm gonna have you back next week we'll go over everything you talked about today and we'll call you out if you messed up and we'll praise you if you did good and then we'll do um we'll do the same thing for next week for the dfs people so they can get their fix and know who to pick and win some freaking money. Mm-hmm. Win some moolah. Tell them to send you all the uh, the info that what they want. If they want something else, we can give them something else. Tell me what you want. We'll give it to you. Um, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all things social. Lynch, where can the people find you? Uh, on Twitter, like you said, it's at, at Lynch EFDFS. Um, that's pretty much where I give all my like sports takes and whatnot. But obviously as a part of the, uh, the chunk pod at the chunk pod on all things social, uh, we are going to be a little bit more active now that the NFL is back to get some, some football info out there. So you'll get some, some Facebook um, over there, the chunk pod once again. Um, And then I know you're, you're going to be a little bit more active on the Instagram as far as that goes. So, Cause you're a big Instagram guy. I am a big, not gram. big, I'm not big a big selfie guy. guy. Hey, big gram guy. The, the camera eats first as they say. Mm-hmm. All right, Lynch. Thanks for the uh, info and we'll see you next week. All right. See you, man. See ya. All right. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Make sure you go rate, review, comment, all that stuff on all the socials. Thanks again to Lynch and to John Kaplan. Um, Keep listening and tell your friends.